0: Our scripture lesson today comes from the Old Testament prophet Isaiah. You will hear some echoes between this older text and the New Testament story of the wise men coming to visit Jesus. This ancient text from Isaiah, in a sense, is foretelling what is to come, but in a unique way in a way that is not immediately relevant or or immediately obvious, but becomes very relevant for the Gospel of Matthew. When that author tells the story of the wise men, he's hearkening back, reminding his audience of this older prophetic story. So let us listen for the word of the Lord. Arise, shine. For your light has come, and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise over upon you, and his glory will appear over you. Nations shall come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn." Lift up your eyes and look around. They are gathered together. They come to you. Your sons shall come from far away and your daughters shall be carried on their nurses' arms. Then you shall see and be radiant. Your heart shall thrill and rejoice because the abundance of the sea shall be brought to you. The wealth of the nations shall come to you. A multitude of camels shall cover you. The young camels of Midian and Ephah and all those from Sheba shall come. They shall bring gold and frankincense and shall proclaim the praise of the Lord. All the flocks of Kedar shall be gathered to you. The rams of Nabioth shall minister to you. They shall be acceptable on my altar, and I will glorify my glorious house. Friends, this is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. January 6th is an important day. Not just because it's when Tua Tonga Valoa will announce whether he's going into the NFL or not. It's been an important day for many, many years. It's the day, as you heard, that we celebrate the story of the wise men, the story of Epiphany. It's celebrated in many ways around the world, and in fact, a lot of other countries celebrate it much stronger than we do. I don't know why. I wonder, though. I wonder if maybe there's something about the American experience that attracts us a little more to the Christmas story of the birth of a new child and the family that is complete. We know how to handle that. But this other strange exotic story of an international delegation traveling for miles and miles to come crashing in and disrupt. The peaceful domestic scene, well, that just is harder to wrap our heads around. The wise men coming from the east, following a star that has risen and is shining. That story, as I said before, the scripture reading, leans heavily on this older tradition from the Old Testament. This writing from the prophet Isaiah that comes centuries and centuries before. It leans heavily on the whole Old Testament story of the people of Israel, the covenant community, all the way to their beginning. God called Abraham and Sarah. God made a covenant promise that through them a great nation would come and through them, all the nations of the earth would be blessed. You see, the Hebrew people's story from the beginning had an international flavor to it. They weren't ends in and of themselves. They were a means to a larger end. All the nations, all people, all humanity were to be blessed through them. Through their particular blessing. But throughout their story, their interactions with other nations, other countries were anything but blessed. The Hebrews found themselves slaves in Egypt. They found themselves at war with their neighboring Canaanites in the promised land. They found themselves conquered and defeated by the Assyrians and then conquered again by the Babylonians, who swept in, decimated the city, and took the best and brightest of the population away to live as exiles, slaves in the foreign empire of Babylon. So by the time this particular passage in Isaiah is written, those exiled Hebrews living in Babylon have finally been set free. They've been allowed to return home, but as they come, they find that returning and rebuilding are way more difficult than they had originally expected. And so in the midst of their deflated and defeated worldview, in the midst of a time of international turmoil, when their high hopes for their kingdom have been crushed and now they're having to live as subservient citizens of a foreign empire. In the midst of this difficult international time, God speaks through the prophet Isaiah. God calls out the word of God, burst onto the scene, and God says, rise and shine. Rise and shine. God says, look around and see. See what has not yet come to be. Look around and see. You who questioned, you who doubted your purposes, you who thought for sure that God's covenant was done for, that all you had to hope for had been crushed, now look and see look and see and the image that the prophet isaiah lays out for the people to see is one of power and irony it's an image of a great gathering of people coming to israel it hasn't happened yet But the prophet invites them to go ahead and see it as if it is taking place. See those kings and camels, glittering gold and fragrant frankincense. Nations flocking, exiled children returning. The foreign kingdoms of the world in this vision are gathering and coming into Jerusalem. It's a moving image but it's also quite radical. It's deeply ironic. It speaks of a divine reversal. Because in just the recent memory, they know that the last time a foreign king came to Jerusalem, it was King Nebuchadnezzar, who came flanked by his imperial army of Babylonians. But now in this prophetic image, Kings come to see the light. The last time that nations gathered in Jerusalem, they came to slaughter the population, to take them away as slaves. But now, in the prophetic vision, we see refugee slaves coming back home. The last time that all... These people from another nation descended on Jerusalem. They desecrated the place of worship. They destroyed the holy temple of Jerusalem. They burnt it to the ground. But now in the prophetic image, we see them coming to Jerusalem to worship, to pray. To pay homage. To bring their royal offerings of gold and frankincense. It's a powerful image. It's the undoing of exile. It's the reversal of international warfare. It's an overturning of all the broken powers of the world around us. And so Isaiah speaking God's word says rise and shine, and look around to see what God is doing, to hope for what God will do. On its own, this is a powerful political reversal, a holy subversion. And yet, this story for us as Christians doesn't just stand on its own. More light is shed upon that ancient text because the gospel of Matthew borrows its words and imagery to tell the beginning of Jesus's story. It's the background, the prelude to the coming of the king, the new prince of peace. In the gospels, the birth of Jesus is God's peaceful, holy, disruptive invasion into our broken and sinful world. And in Matthew's gospel, the importance of Jesus's life and ministry is introduced by the first guests who come to visit, not grandma, Not aunts and uncles, not neighbors and church friends coming bearing casseroles. No, the first ones who come are these strange, exotic foreigners bringing gold, frankincense, and myrrh. The wisest scholars, sages, astronomers, magicians, let's even call them kings, maybe, who come from foreign nations to bow down and worship before this newborn infant to proclaim him king. That's a radical claim. It would be just as radical in our world today as it was in the days of Jesus' birth. That his story begins with Isaiah's ancient vision coming to life. Coming to life. Being fulfilled right here. Isaiah Speaking God's word says, rise and shine and look and see what God is doing, even if it has not yet come to pass. And those words speak just as true in our world today. For we live in a broken world. We live in a state of exile to sin and slavery, to evil We live in a time of international violence. We live in death-dealing days. Just seeing the news in the recent weeks, a synagogue stabbing on Hanukkah, a church shooting in the season of Christmas, threats of international war, politicians jockeying for power instead of seeking truth. We live in a world where entire nations struggle with hunger, with poverty, with lack of access to the basic resources needed for human life to thrive. We live in our own darkness as well, that sometimes the holiday seasons make all the more evident. And in the midst of all of this, God says to us, rise and shine. Rise and shine and see what God is up to in Jesus Christ. Rise and shine and see the image of the darkest places of our own lives being illumined by God's light. The brokenness of our world being healed and reconciled and woven back together. The sin and sorrow and suffering being redeemed and forgiven. The triumph of God's grace. The radical rule of the Prince of Peace that invites us to let our own guard down. God's holy revelation that in Christ there is a turning and undoing Of all the broken powers of our world. Friends, Epiphany is not just about eating king cakes or kicking off the carnival season. It's about entering into Isaiah's alternative vision of the world, a vision made real through the birth of Jesus Christ. Epiphany is about rising and shining. He says to us, rise and shine. Rise and follow our risen King. Shine with the light of his death-conquering love. To God alone be all honor and glory now and forever. Amen.